All right, everyone. Welcome to episode one of uh, Pod Nem. I am Shane Nemeth, your host. Let's go over some ground rules before we start. Um, I'm looking to cover pretty much everything from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, maybe a little UFC too on this podcast. Um, maybe a little more breadth than depth, but you know, I feel like not a lot of people cover all those things, and I feel like I'm definitely uh, more than capable of doing that. And it's something I really wanted to do for a while. Um, a lot of people just cover, you know, maybe one or two sports, one or two things. But I think I have the ability to talk about all of that stuff. So I figured, you know, why not? Um, <clears throat> in terms of like format, I'm leaning towards making this audio only just because, you know, video is so much harder and I don't have like a professional podcast studio and lighting and camera work and all that stuff. So I'm leaning towards audio only, but I do want to do some video stuff like for Instagram and YouTube, like some short length video content, but you know, maybe I can get some help with that or something, but I don't think I'll be posting like the full length episodes <clears throat> on like YouTube with video or anything. So it'll pretty much just be like Apple podcasts or something like that. Um, I definitely want to get some guests on here at some point, but I'm going to be doing a lot of these solo just because it's easier for me to just hop on here and start recording uh, and not dealing with, you know, guests and stuff like that. But I definitely do want some guests on here pretty soon. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm also going to aim for like one or two episodes a week as well in terms of like scheduling. So yeah, that's uh, some, some grounds, some house rules out of the way first. Let's get right into it. Today, I'm going to be covering, um, I'm going to go through the NHL standings as it is right now. Uh, it's December 3rd. I'm going to run through the standings. I'm going to go through each division, talk about some of the teams, talk about some things I see there. Um, just really quickly, kind of like a, a walkthrough of where we're at uh, so far in the NHL season. And then after that, to wrap it up, I'm going to talk about the NBA in-season tournament. The knockout rounds for that are starting tomorrow, I think. So the bracket's set for the knockout rounds. I'm going to you know, do a little in-season tournament preview go over some of the matchups, uh, make some predictions, all that good stuff. So yeah, let's get right into it. So uh, first order of business, NHL. Um, we're about 24 games into the season, I think. I'm going to start in the East first in the Atlantic Division. First place is the Boston Bruins with 35 points. Second place, Florida Panthers, 30 points. Red Wings third, Maple Leafs fourth, Lightning fifth, then the Canadians, Sabres, and Senators. Um, okay, so the Bruins so far, you know, they had that crazy season last year. They set the most points. Uh, they set the record for the most points in a season last year. Um, and it looks like they haven't really missed a beat so far this year. I thought they would maybe take a step back with Patrice Bergeron retiring, but that doesn't really seem to be the case so far yet at all. Um, they... They probably have the best goaltending tandem in the league with Olmark and uh, Swayman. Uh, I'm pretty sure Swayman leads the league right now in save percentage, which is, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty crazy. So uh, yeah, the the Bruins the, with their goaltending, and then obviously it's just the same team that just set a record for the most points last year in a season. So, you know, I'm not surprised that they're this good again. They look really good. Um, yeah, so no surprise there with the Bruins being in first place. Second place is the Panthers, who put an end to the Bruins' historic season last year in heartbreaking fashion in the first round. Uh, that was nuts. They had sort of a Cinderella run last year. They're they're pretty decent again this year. I um, 
I can't say I've really seen much of the Panthers this year, but I mean, they just made the Stanley Cup last year. So, I mean, they're in second place right now with 30 points. So they seem to be doing just fine. Uh, third place, the Red Wings. Now, this is sort of the surprise of the year so far. Nobody saw Detroit being in second place and third place in this division before the year. I mean, you'd think it'd be someone like a Lightning or Maple Leafs, but it's it's the Red Wings right now. And uh, that that's pretty exciting. Um, I, I have no idea how they're this good. They have the third best offense in the league in terms of goals for per game. So they have this like super fast paced, high octane offense. But on the flip side, they're towards the bottom of the league in save percentage. Um, so I don't really know how long they can kind of keep this up with sort of their lack of goaltending, but they've been a really nice story so far. Um, I think maybe, okay, so they're not, they're not, their goaltending isn't too bad. They're in, they're in the top 15 in save percentage. So the top half of the league in uh, goals against and save percentage. Um, So it's not, it's kind of middle of the pack there. So it's not as bad as I thought it was, but um, I think they're kind of benefiting so far from just like a really weird division so far this year with the Maple Leafs and Lightning being as mediocre as they've been so far. So um, yeah, I'm not really sure how much of that is a result of how good they are or just kind of like disappointing years on the ends of Toronto and Tampa Bay. But, you know, we'll see what happens as the year goes on, but they're in third right now. So uh, good for them. Good for Detroit. That's really fun to see. Then you have the Leafs and the Lightning, like I said. Um, The Lightning have been really bad this year so far. It's kind of surprising. I'm not sure how much of that is maybe like fatigue just from like all those long Stanley Cup runs and, you know, they won two Stanley Cups in a row, a lot of deep playoff runs. So maybe there's just a lot of fatigue on that team, you know. Um, Vasilevsky was out for a while, so that obviously hurts them. He's back now, but the Dallas Stars just beat them 8-1 to one last night. So, yeah, I don't really know what's going on with Tampa Bay. That'll be something to keep an eye on because, I mean, that's a Stanley Cup caliber team, and they're in fifth place right now. They're 10-10, and 10, 25 points, so... Yeah, that's interesting. We'll see what if they can kind of pick it up. And then you have the Canadian Sabres and Senators rounding out the division. Uh, nothing much to say there. They will probably stay there in the standings at the bottom three. So, yeah, that, that pretty much wraps up the Atlantic division for me. Uh, big takeaways, Bruins are awesome again, and the Detroit Red Wings, excuse me, are uh, maybe this year's Cinderella team. So we'll see. Moving on to the Metro. <clears throat> The New York Rangers are in first place, 35 points. Second place, Carolina Hurricanes, 29 points. Then the Capitals, Islanders, Flyers are the three through five, all with 26 points. Then you have the Penguins in sixth place, Devils, seventh place, Blue Jackets, last place. Okay, first order of business, New York Rangers. Love this team. Love what I'm seeing from them so far this year. Um, Panarin specifically has really sort of stepped up and impressed me. He has 12 goals already this season. And if you just watch him this year, he's so much more aggressive in the offensive zone. And it's just something that us Rangers fans have been like dying for because he's such a gifted offensive player, but it just felt like way too often he was, you know, being too cute with the puck, like not looking for a shot when he's in the offensive, offensive zone, not shooting, 
Um, but he's not really doing that this year. He's being aggressive. He's looking for a shot. He's scoring. And when he does that, along with his playmaking and passing, he's, you know, one of the most dynamic all around offensive players in the game. And that's what he's doing this year. So that's really helped them. Uh, Igor, of course, in that one of the best goalies in the league, won the Vesna last year. He's right where he left off. He's top three in save percentage and goals against average. Um, goaltending this year so obviously he's he's great he's always been great i love what i'm seeing from guys like keandre miller this year too really nice young defenseman um they're hot they they're probably the hottest team in the league they're firing on all cylinders zabanajad is great chris Kreider, probably the best individual power play player in the league in terms of just like what he does on the power play getting in front of the net screening tip-ins deflections everything the rangers are top three in power play percentage this year and obviously Kreider is a huge part of that. So yeah, man, Rangers, go rags. They're they're looking awesome. Uh Canes in second place. Kind of predictable. I mean, the Canes are always a really nice regular season team. I like their team. It's a team I wouldn't want to play come playoff time. They always kind of give the Rangers troubles. Um, they're a really solid team. Good goaltending, good offense, you know, Aho and all those guys. Uh, they're a really tough team. So I think they'll probably stay in second place. I think the Rangers, not that they've pulled away with first, but they'd really have to go on a really bad skid in order to fall out of first, I feel like. But we'll see. Um, so yeah, Kane's in second. Capitals, Islanders, Flyers, all tied for third, I guess, with 26 points. Don't really have much to say about any of those teams. Um That'll be interesting to see who actually comes out and gets that third seed in the Metro um, and clinches. So I don't really have any thoughts, really. I, I, if I had to guess, it would be the Islanders because mm, actually maybe not. I don't know. Sorokin's awesome, but they're kind of thin offensively. I don't really know if they have the talent this year to compete at that kind of level. Um, and I haven't just seen much of the Caps or Flyers, to be honest with you. They kind of seem underwhelming, too. So. We'll see what goes on with them. Penguins in sixth place with 24 points. Don't really have much to say there. Devils, though. Mm. I'm sorry, Luke, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if the, I want to call the Devils season last year a fluke because it's it's the same team and they have a top three offense in the league in terms of goals for per game. So, you know, they still have that like fast paced, dynamic offense that they had last year. They score a bunch of goals. Jack Hughes is one of the best players in the league, but something that has just plagued this team now for so long is their goaltending or lack thereof. It's bad. They are bottom three in save percentage and goals against average per game. Um, and you can't win games like that. I don't care how many points you score, how many goals you score. If you have nobody backing you up in net, you're going to lose a lot of games. And that's, I mean, they're not losing a lot of, they're 500. Uh, a little, they're 11 and 10, but they only have 23 points. I mean, like, and that's kind of the pace. I think they'll go out. They'll win one. They lose one. They win one. They lose one because their goaltending is so bad. Um, you know, Vanacek and Akira Schmidt are just not cutting it this year, even though, you know, Akira Schmidt was <laughs> just a world beater against the Rangers last year in the playoffs, obviously, of course. And now he sucks. So go, go figure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Devils, tough luck so far this year. Their goaltending is really just really just dragging them down. So we'll see how they finish up the year and go throughout, but it's not looking good so far um, for them. And then Columbus in last place. So yeah, that's the Metro so far. I think 
I think the Atlantic division is probably better. I want to say top to bottom. I, I feel pretty comfortable saying that, but I think the Rangers are my Stanley cup pick to represent the East. It's between them and the Bruins, but yeah, honestly in the Metro, I can't really see anyone outside of Carolina or New York making it, but in the Atlantic, it's like Bruins. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. Maybe Detroit too early to tell. And then Tampa Bay and Toronto are capable, but you know, they just haven't been playing up to that level yet. So I, I think the Metro is kind of just a two horse race pretty much. And then, you know, wherever the chips may fall at the end of the year, obviously. Um, I don't know if they're going to have a wild card team, though, to be honest with you. I think the wild cards might come out of the Atlantic this year, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. That's the Eastern Conference, Metro and Atlantic. Uh, let's go over to the Western Conference. We're going to do the Central Division first. So in first place is the Colorado Avalanche with 32 points. Dallas Stars, second place, 31 points. Then you have Winnipeg, Arizona, St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota, and the Blackhawks. Um, okay, so Avalanche in first place, first order of business. This is obviously a Stanley Cup caliber team. They won the Cup a couple of years ago. They're awesome. McKinnon, Cal McCarr, Rantanen. I mean, that, that those are three of some of the best players in the entire league. Um, they're loaded. And... Like the Devils, I think what's holding them back is their goaltending because their goalie is Alexander Gorgiev, who I watched play in New York as a backup for a long time. And then he started a lot of games when Lundqvist was out and stuff. Um, and he's not good. He has an 89% save percentage this year. Um, he This team has Stanley Cup aspirations, and he's not a Stanley Cup caliber goalie. And I think that that's going to pose problems for them come playoff time because you just can't trust him in net. It's kind of like a devil situation, but not as bad because the avalanche are still a super talented, good team. And Gorgiev's not that bad, but he's not, he, I just don't think he's a good enough goalie for them to make a cup run like that because he, he's just not that guy. He's just not, he's never been his whole career. He's a backup essentially. Um, so I'd be curious to see how they sort of do in the playoffs with him in net, but in terms of the regular season, they'll be fine because they're the Colorado Avalanche and they're really freaking good. So yeah, they're in first place right now. Second is the Dallas Stars. Okay. So the Stars are, I bet on them to win the division before the year and that could very well happen. I love this team. They're loaded, bunch of young talent. Uh, Jay Gottinger is an excellent young goaltender. They just starched the lightning last night, eight to one. I mean, they have such a dynamic offense. They have so many gifted guys, um, young, talented guys, Robertson, uh, Haskinen, uh, Hints, like I, and then you have the vets with like Jamie Ben and Pavelski. It's just a loaded team. I love this team. They are probably my cup pick in the West, I think right now. Um, so they're playing really well. And they're in second place. So, um, you know, we'll see as the season goes on. But Winnipeg is in third. Not much to say there. Coyotes, Blues. Yeah, rest of the division I don't really care about. Not really much to say there. Someone's got to be that third seed in the in the Central because the Coyotes, Blues, Preds, Wild, and Blackhawks are just, they're just terrible. So, you know, that's all I really have to say there. Okay, moving on to the Pacific Division now. 
Golden Knights in first place, reigning cup champs with 36 points. Then the Canucks in second place with 33 points. LA Kings in third place with 29 points. Then Calgary, Seattle, Ducks, Edmonton, geez, and San Jose rounding it out. Okay, so Knights, reigning Stanley Cup champs, they've been awesome this year. Um, They started off the season ridiculously hot, and I feel like they weren't even playing their best because their offense has just kind of been – I mean, they're like middle of the league in terms of goals for per game, but they have their goalie is number one in the league right now in save percentage. So they're getting some like crazy good goaltending out of their guys there. And uh, yeah, they're just a Stanley Cup winning team. It's the same team as last year. So I'm not surprised that they're in first right now. Um, Second place is the Vancouver Canucks. Shout out Dan. Now this is a surprise. I feel like this, the Canucks are like the, the Red Wings of the Western Conference, except like better. Um, I don't think anyone really saw this team coming this year. Eh, maybe a little bit. They, they, they've always been pretty talented, but they haven't been able to put it together. And it seems like they've put it together this year. They have a bunch of young talent with, you know, Patterson and Quinn Hughes. Um, I like their goalie. I, what's his name? Like Denmark or something? De- DeMarc? DeMarco? I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but he's really good. Um and they just have this super fast pace, like high octane offense. They're actually pretty fun to watch. Uh, I was watching them the other night. They're fun. Yeah, I really like that team. Uh, so they're in second place right now. The LA Kings are back. They're in third place. They've been garbage these last couple of years. And they're first in the league in goals for per game and first in the league in goals against per game. So they're, you're going to win games when you have the best offensive when you have the best scoring offense in the league and you also give up the least amount of goals per game in the league. And that's what they're doing right now. Um, Cam Talbot just like revived his career out of nowhere. He was on the Rangers. He was okay, but he was like a backup. Then he went to Edmonton and that didn't work out. Of course, for Edmonton, (laughs) he was terrible there. He's on the Kings now and Cam Talbot's top three in save percentage. He's just like a beast in net. I mean, they got off Jonathan Quick, who is on the Rangers now, who's actually been a pretty good backup for them this year. But yeah, Cam Talbot, man, shout out. So the Kings are back, baby. Hockey's back in LA. Um, good for them. Um, Flames, Kraken, Ducks, nothing really much to say there. Edmonton, I mean, what a disaster in Edmonton. They're in second to last place, 19 points. This team has so much talent, and they just cannot figure it out. Like the Devils, their, their goaltending has just plagued them for so many years now. And it seems like it's finally reached just like an all time low. They are, um, excuse me. Let me see real quick here. I want to say they're last in the league in goals against and save percentage, but don't quote me on that yet. Um, pulling it up right now. Second to last Edmonton is in save percentage with a 0.880 save percentage. Um, (laughs) I mean, like, I mean, what can you say? And the Devils are third to last. But, like, I mean, this team is so loaded, yet they have the worst goaltending, the second worst goaltending in the league. It, it, it's scary. Uh, don't know what's going on in Edmonton, but that, that their season's been a disaster. So, yeah, poor Edmonton. But, um, yeah, so, okay, I'm pretty content with that. That's a quick NHL standings run through, giving you guys some of my thoughts and stuff on how the NHL season's panning out so far this year. Definitely going to do more hockey stuff soon. Uh, probably like a full length episode, just, just hockey. Um, but just wanted to kind of breeze through the standings real quick. So yeah, next order of business. I'm going to be going into the NBA in season tournament. 
that's the knockout rounds are starting tomorrow, December 4th. The matchups have them in front of me here. Okay, so the in-season tournament matchups tomorrow or uh, this week are um, in the West, Lakers-Suns at the 1-4. Kings-Pelicans at the 2-3. Eastern Conference, Bucks-Knicks at the 1-4. And Pacers-Celtics at the 2-3. Um, okay, so before I start... I, just, I, I really like the NBA in-season tournament. I think it's been a success and a home run. Just for me, like it, some of it was a little confusing and hard to follow in terms of like how the standings worked and stuff and how people got in. It's like, oh, like this team needed to win by X amount of points and beat this team. And then this team had to lose. You know what I mean? It was like so confusing. And I really I was just waiting for the final brackets like the Celtics won and they beat the the Bulls by like their point differential they needed to hit and I was like okay like did did they make it like like did the Nets lose you know what I mean I was like I couldn't even like follow it so moving forward if like the NBA can kind of uh like I would like if the NBA made the in-season tournament like all one month you know what I mean like it was just in one shot December was like, okay, it's in-season tournament, and now all the games are in-season tournament related for the whole month of December. Like, that would be easier to follow. It's just like, oh, it's Friday. It's an in-season tournament game. Like, I, f- I forgot. Like, you know, like, what are the standings? Like, what happened last week again? You know what I mean? It was just kind of hard to follow. But um, other than that, I've loved it. I've loved the presentation, the jerseys, all that stuff. The players care about it. Like, that was the whole thing, right? If the players cared about it, like I would care about it and they do. So I'm in, I'm all in. And I think a lot of people are too. So, and we haven't even gotten to the best part yet, which is the knockout rounds in Vegas. So, uh, okay. Yeah. That was my quick flowers for Adam Silver in the NBA in season tournament, um, being a success so far to me. Now let's get into the actual matchups. Um, I'll start in the East. <clears throat> okay. Bucks, Knicks. Wow. Okay. Um, this is, this is tough. Tough from like picking who's going to win this. This is going to be a great, great game. Um, the Bucks kind of up and down this year. I mean, they have a really good offense, um, but their defense has just been so, I mean, they, I, I feel like they can't guard anyone. Like I don't, their defense has just been like uncharacteristically bad. They've always been a good defensive team in years past, but you know, with the Dame trade and stuff, that backcourt, their backcourt defensively is just so vulnerable now. I mean, like without Drew and then adding Dame. So I feel like they're a team that you can score on, but on the flip side, the Knicks offense is also kind of up and down. I mean, like sometimes it can just be so... Jalen Brunson dependent, it feels like. Their three-point shooting and stuff has been better this year than it was last year. Um, but it can just feel a little Jalen Brunson dependent sometimes. You never know what you're going to get out of Julius Randle, who has been playing well, actually, as of late. He's been playing much, much better. Um, so, yeah, and the Knicks are top three in defensive ratings. So it's kind of a situation where it's like good offense in the Bucks, really good defense in the Knicks. You know, it's like who gets the better of who there, right? Like which advantage will prevail? The edge I give to the Knicks is that they try hard all the time. They're not, you know what I mean? Like they're never going to give you like a half-ass effort. And the Bucks, I don't know. I kind of watch them sometimes. And I'm like, eh, do they care right now? 
But the Knicks, I never feel that way. They really try hard all the time. The Knicks are <clears throat> actually in first place in terms of like opponent points per game at 105 and a half. So, I mean, Minnesota's first in defensive rating, but the Knicks give up the least amount of points a game. So, you know, they're stout defensively. And I don't know. I, I, I think the Knicks will win this game because I think, I mean, Brunson might just torch him for 40 with that backcourt defense of the Bucs. I don't really know. And the Bucs are, I mean, the Knicks are an excellent rebounding team too, offensively and defensively. So I'm going to go with the Knicks here in a really good tight game. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game though. Um, even though I just said all that stuff about the Bucks defense, I still think it's going to be kind of like a grinded out, ugly, like, you know, 105 to like, 102 kind of game you know what i mean um but i'm gonna go with the knicks beating the bucks in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament let's go pacer celtics okay pacers are first in offense in terms of points per game and offensive rating it's just like the best word i can use it. i was watching them the other night and in my mind i'm like this team is just like organized chaos right it's just they want to run you out the damn gym, run up and down the court. I saw Miles Turner taking like step back, jab, fade away threes. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, you know what I mean? But I mean, they're, they're a pain in the butt to play against because of just how high octane their offense is. They don't play a lick of defense, like not a lick. They have, they have the second worst defensive rating in the entire league. Uh, they don't play a lick of defense, but like I said, they have the best offensive rating in the league. So it'll be, it'll be tough. The Celtics, um, I don't know if Porzingis is going to be healthy for that game, which is a big deal. Um, the Celtics are top three in defensive rating, and I think they have the best net rating in the league. If I'm not mistaken, they do. They have the best net rating in the league. Um, they are top three in defensive rating and top three in offensive rating. I'm sorry. They're top nine in offensive rating, but they have the best net rating in the league. They're great. I mean, what can I say? Uh, they probably have the best spacing in the entire league in terms of their starting five. They're going to get a lot of wide open threes. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. They're going to make a lot of threes, but there's also going to be those games where they miss a lot of threes too. And just like last year, this team is very heavily dependent on the three ball. And when that three ball is not falling, like, their half-court offense can look ugly sometimes. It just can. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of discussion around, like, Jalen Brown and how his plays so far this year. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little worried. I think maybe a little bit of it is kind of blown out of proportion, but I am a little worried about his play so far this year. Um, Drew Holiday's been really good for the Celtics this year. Tatum's been playing at an MVP level. They're excellent defensively. But I would really like having Porzingis back because he's just so huge in terms of like his rim protection and his three-point shooting. And when he's out there, I mean, their spacing is just ridiculous. So I, it's going to be – I'm picking the Celtics, but I, I wouldn't be stunned if they lost. Um, but I'm going to go Celtics over the Pacers – which leaves us with Celtics Knicks in the uh, next round, but I'll get into that later. Uh, okay, going to the West now. Quarterfinals matchup. Um, Lakers Suns. Okay. Um, 
I haven't really loved what I've seen from either team so far this year. The Suns are, I mean, have Bradley Beal, Booker, and Durant played a game yet together this season? Like, I don't think they have, um, which is a problem. But, you know, they're small. Their front court's small. Nurkic has actually been a surprise this year. I mean, we were all off on Nurkic before the year, and he's actually been playing pretty well for them. Um, so shout out Nurk, man. Yeah, he's been playing well for them. But I feel like this is such a matchup that AD should dominate. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying he should dominate Yusuf Nurkic. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Booker is healthy and Durant's healthy, I like the Suns in this. Because I just haven't liked what I've seen from the Lakers so far this year. I mean, like, they're very inconsistent. Their defense is is meh. Austin Reeves has been kind of a disappointment this year. They got some injuries. ADs just up and down. I haven't really liked anything, not much I've seen from the Lakers this year. They've been kind of disappointing to me. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Suns here, especially if Durant and Booker are healthy. Beal is just a wild card at this point. I don't think he's going to play, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Suns. for that. So moving on, Kings Pelicans. Um, I'm going to go with the Kings. The Pelicans have been, they've had a nice season so far. Uh, you know, I, I think we all kind of forgot about them with Zion's healthy now and he's been playing really well lately. And that, that, that team is pretty deep and they play good defense. They've got a lot of ball stoppers on that team. Um, but I think the Kings are just a better team. Kings have such a fun, you know, high paced offense with Fox and Sabonis and Keegan Murray's been good this year. Malik Monk, one of the better six men in the league. They also don't really play that much defense, but I just think this is just, I think the Kings offense is going to be too much for the Pels. Just the rate at which they score. I really like this uh, Kings team a lot. Um, So I'm going to go with the Kings winning that matchup too, which leaves us with, um, Okay, I don't think I want to go any further than the first round because I'll probably do something else for the semifinals and stuff. So, yeah, I'm just going to do the first round, the quarterfinals, uh, and then, you know, to wrap this up. So, Lakers, Suns, I'm taking the Suns. Kings, Pelicans, I'm taking the Kings. Eastern Conference, Bucks, Knicks, I'm taking the Knicks. Pacers, Celtics, I'm taking the Celtics. So, yeah, that'll wrap it up. That'll be it. Uh, I'll do another episode probably for the quarter for the semifinals. Um, Yeah. And we'll go from there. So that's episode one. That's a wrap. That's it. I'm out. Thank you all for listening. Peace.